You're listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. On every episode, I talk to you about uplifting, empowering, and inspirational topics that can help you to stand up and fight those beasts in your life and to just live a life filled with much more happiness, strength, and courage. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can also find this directly on my website at ValerieSilvera.com. You are not alone. I am standing with you. Hello, friends. I want to talk to you a little bit today about managing hope and disappointment. If you've read Still Standing After All the Tears or done the workbook, you would have seen what I call the hope and disappointment grid. And it's a really a great visual because it kind of gives a depiction of a lot of the things that I was going through in my ride on what I call the roller coaster from hell with my daughter Jamie, who I did call Jordan in my first three books. But so this grid shows this line and above the line is hope and below the line is disappointment. Of course, we never want to live in a world of disappointment, but we do have to manage where our hope is. And what I mean by that is if we're having unrealistic expectations of a situation or a person, especially if it is completely outside of our control, we're really setting ourselves up for disappointment. So this is not the same as expecting the worst. I lived like that for long enough. I'm not talking about thinking the worst, but I am talking about managing expectations. So for instance, what I would do when Jamie was basically still lost in the belly of her addiction beast, I would, you know, one little good thing would come along, one, you know, positive situation and my hope, my expectation would be so high. You know, this is the time, this is going to be great. And then what would happen invariably is it would be followed up by something really, really disappointing. And so while I was super, super, super high up in the hope area, then I would be plunged even further than I was in disappointment the time before. And so what I really learned to do was just manage my expectations. So managing my hope. Now, that's not to say, of course, that I ever lost hope. I didn't. And as you probably know, my daughter was murdered in August 2016. And, and to the day that I got that knock on the door, I had never lost hope. And I'm not suggesting anyone should lose hope. But again, having these sort of unrealistic expectations based on where somebody is in their journey or how they've been acting lately or these types of things, we're really just setting ourselves up for disappointment. So, you know, there'd be times when maybe Jamie would say, oh, I'm going to get clean and I don't have another run left in me. I, you know, this is it. And I'd be so, I'd be frantic. Okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to fix this thing? How am I going to, you know, jump right in there and manage the whole thing? And and, you know, all excited and running down the road doing this and that. And then, you know, the next day it would be, you know, didn't even hear from her. And then weeks go by. And, and so for my situation, and yours might be very, very different from mine, but in my situation, it was really unrealistic of me to have these super, super high expectations of Jamie because she was living with an addiction beast. And that's a tough one. It's a really, really tough one to beat. And so I really should have spent so many of those years that I was frantic just kind of sitting back 
you know, praying, believing, giving her words of encouragement, but not setting my expectations so high that they're followed by devastating disappointment. That's what I call, you know, the hope and disappointment is hope followed by devastating disappointment. And that really wreaks havoc with our health and, and emotionally, spiritually, mentally, so many different things. And so what do you do? You know, how do you manage all this stuff? Well, I mean, all of it is a process. And if you follow my work at all at ValerieSilvera.com, I suggest you go there and there's actually a start here button there and a page called start here. And it's a really great checklist of the things that you can do especially if your beast is similar to mine, but really the nine actions to battle your beast work for anything. And especially these really, really tough situations in our lives. And of course I call these things beasts. And so what, you know, again, what can you do? Well, it's a process. You know, the nine actions to battle your beast are not step one, step two. They're really, it's, it's a puzzle. And you kind of got to get all these things working together. And this hope and disappointment concept comes from my action number six, adjust your focus. So that's part of it. While I was so focused, hyper-focused on Jamie and what she was doing, what she wasn't doing, what I expected her to do, what I was you know, hoping she would do and all of that, I was really not focused on the things that I should have been, namely me and battling my own beast because I was in self-destruction mode while I was focused on her and living and dying by those highs and lows and highs and lows and just living on the roller coaster from hell. And so, you know, getting a lot of these things going, changing your attitude and deciding that you're going to give yourself permission to be happy again, understanding that you can't control the uncontrollable, you know, these things that you're trying to control. A lot of this has to do with that. So, so, so many of these concepts are very tied together. And in, I think in the next podcast episode, I'm going to go ahead and talk about taking off the super mom cape or super whatever cape. So stay tuned for the next podcast because I'll talk about that a little bit more. But a lot of it does have to do with that, with, with realizing what you have control over and what you don't have control over. And if our happiness is going to be determined by something somebody does or does not do, that's really putting you in a very vulnerable place of perhaps never being happy again. If you're going to place the outcome or place your happiness, I should say, on the outcome of a certain situation or somebody doing or not doing something, you're really setting yourself up for serious, massive disappointment. And you know what? Sometimes things turn out great, but you've really got to figure out. And this is action number three, which is put on your oxygen mask. This is all about giving yourself permission to be happy again. And that's a whole nother subject, but see how it's so all tied together. But for this episode, I'm really just talking about that, that hope and disappointment. So like I said, one thing you can do is to not put place your happiness in the hands of somebody else because that's what you're doing. You're basically saying, okay, so this one good thing happened. So I'm way up here. I'm all excited because I know something good's going to happen now and she's going to get better and this is going to happen. And, and then when it doesn't, oh my gosh, you're just plummeted into darkness. I did that over and over and over and over for years. So that's really a lot of this is stop placing your happiness on the hand, in the hands of somebody else, on the shoulders of somebody else, which isn't even fair anyway. And again, managing or understanding 
where this person is or where this situation is and are these hopes you have realistic now i don't want to confuse having hope you know what i'm saying i mean living a hopeful life in general i'm not asking you not to do that i'm just saying in these particular situations what we often do we don't even have hope for all sorts of other stuff let's face it we've let go of that a long time ago the only thing we're hoping for for me literally i mean pretty much 90 percent. let's just say of what i was hoping for was for my daughter to get clean for her to stop the madness for us to stop living in the chaos and unless that happened i was not going to be happy again i mean th this was you know this is a serious situation when you get to this point when you get to this point where unless this happens you know i'm done i i'm not going to be happy i'm not going to have a purpose i'm not going to have joy again i'm going to continue to live with this dark cloud hanging over my heart 24 7. And that's the place I had gotten to, and perhaps it's the place you've gotten to. Be sure to go to ValerieSilvera.com and definitely go to Start Here. There's a lot of resources on that page, but Start Here is kind of the checklist of all of those. You've got to start getting some tools and resources into your life so that you can manage these incredible highs and extreme lows. And I know for a fact that those incredible highs, followed by those devastating disappointments, are what caused me to have a lot of health issues. I already had a thyroid condition, but the adrenal fatigue that I've been suffering from, from for many, many years now, no doubt came from this fight or flight mode, this constant adrenal rush of you know living in these highs and then followed by these massive disappointments. And so this is something you have to sort of level out. As I said, again, if you've read Still Standing After All the Tears or done the workbook by the same name, if you go to action number six, you will see the hope and disappointment grid. And it just really gives you a great visual of what you might be doing to your own life, to your own self, your own sanity. And that is by having these really, really super high expectations that I put way up high in the hope grid in that section. And then they're followed by these plummeting lows. So the key is to stay in the hope section, always stay above the hope line, but somewhere more realistic for that particular situation. Again, if you look at that visual, this will make a lot more sense to you. But so, you know, what else can you do? Again, stop having unrealistic expectations. Stop placing your happiness on the shoulders and in the hands of somebody else, especially somebody who is crashing somebody who's not battling their beast, somebody who, like my daughter, was on a freight train headed toward a brick wall. Figure out what you can learn from these situations instead of continuing to repeat these massive highs and devastating lows. Try to find the blessing in, in everything. And also, again, so tied to this is that what I said earlier is that if you're your happiness or your ability to live a peaceful life or fill in the blanks, you know, whatever is good in your life is dependent upon a certain situation happening. What happens if it doesn't? Because that's what happened to me is, you know, my daughter died in August, 2016. And it was about perhaps three years before that, that I really began this fight that I started to save myself. I decided, I made that life-saving decision to stand up and fight. 
and somehow get a little bit better. I didn't have the nine actions to battle your beast, by the way. I mean, you do have that. You have a roadmap. I didn't have that. And so I just stumbled my way around just knowing I couldn't live like this anymore. And I just can't even imagine if I had gotten that knock on the door before I stood up. You know, while I was still living in the chaos and the drama and living those massive highs followed by those devastating disappointments. I mean, I, I can just only imagine if I'd been on one of those highs the day before and then the plummeting of that news that I got on August 29th that my daughter had been murdered the night before. I don't, I don't know where I'd be today, but I don't even want to think about that. And so, you know, you don't know what's up ahead in the road for you, and it could be something really great. I certainly hope and pray that is the case, but we just don't know. So the best thing you can do is prepare for everything. And again, this is not for you to think the worst at all. It's for you to shift what you're focusing on, shift your attitude and your determination that you are going to be happy and joyful no matter what. Now let's face it, when I got that news about my daughter, there was nothing happy or joyful about that and I was back down on that mat, brokenhearted, and today I live with a hole in my heart. That is not going to change. I'm going to live with that hole for the rest of my life. There's no way to prepare for that. But, so then think about this, what happens then when this hope that you're trying to manage of this particular situation? So in the case of me having this this overall hope that Jamie would be clean. An expectation, really. I prayed for a miracle every morning, and you know what? I actually believed it. I believed for that miracle. So then what happens if you don't get it? What happens if, you know, it's just the big fat no in your face? A huge, massive, massive disappointment. And I am not going to say that I wasn't disappointed, but that disappointment and that hole in my heart didn't take me down. So I'll talk about all of these different subjects. I've got so many podcasts up ahead and definitely some blog posts as well. So stay with me, follow me, continue to follow me on Facebook and other social media channels. But more importantly, go to ValerieSilvera.com and make sure that you are registered for my emails. Because whenever I do a blog or a new podcast, I, I go in there and send an email and let you know. So you don't miss out on anything. It's so important for us to stay connected because one of the worst things and one of the things that really kind of uh, lends to this massive hope and disappointment is just being alone out there, being alone out on an island and, and not having any perspective. And so we just live in this massive high followed by devastating disappointment. And there is another way to live. I want you to know that because I did live in that chaos and drama that I depicted in that hope and disappointment grid and I stepped out of that and I stepped out of it at my lowest point right in the middle of the chaos and drama so I know it's possible because I'm really not that much different from you. I'm just a woman who made a decision and I hope that you will also do the same thing that you will make a decision that no matter what is up ahead in the road it is not going to take you down and in fact you're going to somehow find your joy and happiness and live out your purpose because your beast would love nothing more than this false hope sort of on these particular situations that are followed by massive dev devastating disappointments that those are going to take you down. 
That is what your beast is counting on. Don't let him win. You were not put on this earth to live like that. You're a child of God. You are supposed to be on this earth living in peace and joy and happiness no matter what, not dependent upon what is going on. Our hope needs to be in God. And that is completely different than placing the hope for your happiness, your joy, your peace, and all of the rest, everything that is good in the hands of somebody else or a certain situation. So manage that hope and disappointment. Use that hope and disappointment grid because it will really give you some perspective, especially if you do it in the workbook, which is a workbook by the same name as the original book, Still Standing After All the Tears. I wrote Misery You Don't Get My Company, by the way, more recently after my daughter's death. And that gives you a whole bunch of new perspective that's really important. And I will be doing a lot more work based on that book too. So be sure to get your my resources at ValerieSilvera.com and just know that you're not alone. You're not the only person going through what you're going through and that you don't have to live in this world of false hope followed by massive disappointment. This has been another uplifting episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Remember to visit ValerieSilvera.com slash podcast to subscribe via SoundCloud or iTunes. Have an awesome day.